What's up, what's up, y'all? Welcome to episode number 24 of the Perfectly Incomplete Podcast. I'm your host, and I've got the Holy Ghost. I'm your host. My name is Jimmy G, and I got my co-host and my girl, Tony's in the building. Hey, everybody. How y'all doing? What's so funny? Host with the Holy Ghost. I'm the host with the Holy Ghost. Host with the Holy Ghost. Hey, I'm just feeling great today. I'm feeling good. I'm happy to be in this seat. I'm happy to be dialoguing with you. I, we got some stuff to talk about, girl. I can't wait. Oh, Lord. So what's going on with you? Nothing much. I worked today. It was a long day. They whooped your butt today? Ain't nobody whooped me in a Because you look tired. Time. I'm talking about at work. Uh, ain't nobody whooped me. Because you look really tired, girl. Tired. You are tired? Yeah. Just a little bit. All right, so let's get you pumped up a little bit. Let's get the fire under your buns. Oh, so, God. but everything good? Yeah, everything's good. Everything's good on the home front and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. All right, because you're looking, your cleavage is looking real nice, standing oh. at the position of attention over here, like you're in formation. Laugh, laugh. <laughs> you know, I'm feeling, I'm just really feeling good. I'm grateful. How have you been? I've been, um, honestly, I've been. Okay, you know, um, we laid to rest a relative of mine a couple of weeks ago, very unexpectedly. And that was, is very difficult to grasp. And all that comes along with funerals when you're dealing with family and fakeness and everything else. So under the circumstances, I thank God I'm doing very well, much better, you know, just each day. One you, day at a time. Yeah, you deal with the reality. What is the good thing about that is I do miss my cousin so much. Doesn't seem real to me, but truly, um, he was just somebody I really, really loved. Joseph Simmons, shout out to Joe Simmons, my cousin. Rest in peace. I'll forever love you. His spirit lives on, and I'll say one of the most kindest, forgiving, loving people that I knew. He saw the best in people. He was a you know he was a unifier, a peacemaker. For our family, um, extended family, and only God knows what the result will be. But I believe what helps me get through it, I believe he served his purpose here on this earth. He was always bringing our family together, whether it be barbecues or at Bear Mountain or, you know, trying to plan family reunions. He did that. Some things never came to fruition, but he did that. So for that, I'm grateful. I miss him. Um, he, you know, I just miss him, but his spirit lives with me. So I'm just coping, trying to, you know, do like everybody else is doing, you know? Mm. So other than that, you know, what comes with that, you get tired and you're not getting rest. And I was in and out of town and just trying to be with my family. My little cousin spent some time with me. That was cool. That's good. Yeah. As long as you enjoyed yourself. Yeah. Despite what's going on. Yeah. We, well, we did the best we could. Mm. Yeah. So you ain't sharing your news yet? Nope. You want me to put you out there? No. Y'all, Tony's pregnant with triplets. Really? <laughs> All right, let's get, let's get to it. Don't let's nobody get to believe it. that. Let's, <laughs> let's get to it. Is there anything really cool to talk about? I'm excited because I know what oh, I want to talk about. There's so much going on. All right, all right. You go first. Go, go. What we going to say? So, I... <laughs> I love it. I'm so calm. It's really bad. <laughs> They, they they beat your butt at work today, huh? Oh, my 
it was just a long day just because of the snowstorm and pretty much playing catch up today. So it wasn't too bad. Well, you look beautiful. I tried. You did very well. (laughs) Thank you. You're welcome. So let's get to it, girl. Alex is a hot mess. I'm just going to leave it there. Okay. We're not paying him no attention because he already lost the thing. (laughs) (laughs) Can we get to it? (laughs) She's like, yo, what is your problem? You been smoking smoking weed? No. If I did, I'd be asleep. Okay. All right. So I I know you had something you wanted to talk about. Let's get it, girl. I'm ready. I'm excited. So uh, this whole information with, uh, what's his name? Uh, (gasps) T.I. Ooh, you really going there? I think I should. All right. Well, I'm all ears, girl, but you ain't heard it from me. I mean, me. it's been addressed, and I'm not going to beat a dead horse, but long story short, um, he went on a podcast, mm-hmm. and he said on said podcast, it was like a question about what is it like, you know, raising daughters. Mm-hmm. He has two daughters biologically, and then he has his wife's daughter. Um, so he says, you know, we go on, we go on, um, yearly checkups to make sure that her hymen's intact. You know, he's like, I make sure of that every year. I mean, he goes to the gynecologist with her. Right. Okay. Of course, when it was said originally, the internet blew up, (laughs) exploded, Mm -hmm. you know, called him overprotective and that. You know, that's not his place. Even though he's a father, it's not his place. You know, that's not how hymens work. Um, Black Twitter legitimately exploded. Mm -hmm. And a lot of media went to work on him. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) Yeah. To the point where he it went from him not saying anything to him having to come forward and say something. Right. And, you know, I mean, the reason why it was very interesting, you know, for me Okay, before you go there, you didn't finish giving the contact. Oh, sorry. He went on uh, Red Table Talk. There you go. And he addressed it in which he said it was a joke. To him, it was a joke. Mm -hmm. And that's not exactly how um, it it. went about either way. Even if, you know, he didn't mean like, you know, I have to protect my daughter's virginity. He meant that, like, I protect my daughter and I just want to make sure that in the event that she is doing something... You know, I just want my daughter to be open with me in that sense, in so many words. And I watched it, but just to make sure we're comprehensive and everybody's getting an understanding, he did, I agree, went on Table Talk to clarify Mm -hmm. that what he said, he didn't literally mean that he goes to the gynecologist with her in the room and checks her hymen. Although on that interview, it was acknowledged that when she was like 15 and 16, they did go, but he did dispel the, that her uh, mother was there. Yeah. And that it wasn't like he just showed up. It was right. more sure he was asked to go. Like, he still made himself look like a freak, but we're going to let you give your um comments <laughs> on it because Why I'm not going to. You know, we're not supposed to talk bad about one another, as Steve Harvey says. You know, we're not supposed to talk bad about an, an, another, and I'm not going to do that. But everybody has their opinion from watching it. Right. And T.I., tries to be good with, with words and and that's great which in my opinion he overdoes it you ain't got to be doing all of that to be all sound all intelligent to me let's communicate effectively why do i got to use an eight letter word when i can use three letters <laughs> three to letters, do it that's right. more effective for me but everything he was asked with jada and her mom he was very good at deflecting it redirecting the question and all of that trying to start sound smart and i'm just saying me looking at his 
body language, his facial expression, looking in his eyes, his responses. He was just full of a bunch of junk. But, you know, anyway, give me your take on what he was saying to clarify that he's not like that. He doesn't do that with his daughter because the issue was she's too grown and it's really inappropriate for him to be, if that was the case, going to the doctor with her checking and all that stuff, violating her privacy. Right. Um, I mean, I just thought it was weird to begin with. I thought the comment was weird to begin with. Like, why even bother talking about it? But on Red Table Talk, um, I watched it again this morning because when it came out, you know how you watch something and you have to rewatch it? Yeah, to to analyze it. Right, just to make sure you got everything that, you know, you didn't miss nothing. Right. Um, It was weird. It was weird. I found it interesting that when he felt himself slipping up, his wife stepped in. (laughs) <laughs> that's why they call it show business baby this is a show let's handle our business right up, you know his wife's like wait a minute <laughs> that's not what he means yeah he means this true partnership and it was just like oh okay so so you're not as smart as you think you are that's cute um <laughs> i mean i'm sure he's a very i'm sure he's brilliant he makes he's a lot a, more money than yeah. i do at the end of the day so he must be doing something right and, and i guess <laughs> he's, do, he's doing something whether it's right or wrong, it's working. And I get it. He's very successful in, as far as, in know, his industry. Right. But as far as he goes as outside looking in as a parent, I can't say that he's a terrible parent. No, no. But what I can say is that, of course, the comments were completely inappropriate. Completely inappropriate. Even if she was 15 or 16 at the time of them going to the gynecologist, that's her business as a young woman. And that's where it should have stayed. As her father, if you're trying to sit here and say constantly, like, I'm just trying to protect her. I'm trying to protect her from guys. I'm trying to protect her from guys. Most people aren't educated enough to know that the moment that a female starts having her period, that's when she's supposed to be started to go to the gynecologist. Most people just only magically assume that as soon as someone is sexually active, that's when they start to go to the gynecologist. Mm. So. Interesting. So with that being said, if he would have just, being that he just came out and was like, we go to the gynecologist every year to make sure that her hymen's in check, intact, most people are automatically assume that, oh, your daughter could be having sex, but her hymen just isn't broken. Right. Or she could be sexually active, mm-hmm. but her hymen isn't broken. Right. So, and, and I think Planned Parenthood responded on Instagram to educate people as far as your hymen can be broke from riding a bike, riding a horse, mm-hmm. whatever. And they kind of hashed that out on table talk, what I thought, and I agreed with Jada Pinkett Smith, that young girls are, young girls are young girls. You know, we go through our things and at the age of 18 or from the time we start getting our menstrual cycle, or it's just some things, daddy can be our protector, but when it comes to woman issues like that, I know that's, I want my mama. I don't want my, which I don't want my daddy, which I didn't have my dad, Mm. but still, I find when women goes through issues like that or development, I think even if you are the father, you're overstepping your bounds big time because um, another perspective I have for that, it's almost like, okay, that's his daughter. It's almost like he has to be in charge of her body to make sure that she's not doing this. And, and I'm going to go somewhere with that because I really got someplace. I got someplace to go, but I'm going to let you say what you want to say. But for me, I think he's a control freak, honestly. And I hope he don't come get me. I'm a little peon and, and T.I., I know you rich and all that. I really don't care, but I value my opinion. And just from analyzing, I'm not the great whoever, but 
just from me watching and how he was deflecting and how he was responding and just from the way his wife was behaving and, and saving him, just from her rolling her eyes, it was obvious. Mm. And then I watched the next one about them getting back together, you know. Mm. So I think he's very controlling, mm. very controlling. And I think he's a, I don't want to say he's misogynistic for real, but he's real close. Really? I, I picked up on that. I don't like as far as, I don't want to say right, like really strict as far as the woman being in this role, but, and that goes on because I watched the next episode yeah. as far as when he went to jail and Tiny found her voice. And then when he left, how it was when he left and when it came back. So things that she endured and tolerated when he was there, once he left and came back, homegirl was like, no, it's not happening like that. And right. I think that's why they had conflict. So yeah, in my opinion, I think he's very controlling, I think his mental processing and thinking is outdated as far as especially, you know, him talking about he's going to the gynecologist with his daughter. It's great to be a supportive father, but that's stuff mommies do or bigger sisters do to have a man going to the gynecologist with their daughter at 18 years old, even though he clarified it. OK, mm -hmm. and he said that's not true. He didn't do it. But just to even come out of your mouth and you now you're trying to fix it up. No, Holmes. You showed, like, really who you are. Right. You know, and it has nothing to do with him being successful. And, you know, he's a rapper and he plays movies and he does. And that's great. Right. You know, because all of us has some shortcoming, but he made himself look real stupid. He did. And I'm not going to sit up and say, oh, <laughs> giggling like the people who were interviewing him. I just think it just showed a lot about him, which we all can learn. But I look at the bigger scheme. I just think it's really messed up. He crossed boundaries. He, he, he violated his... Uh, daughter's privacy and if any I'm not saying this but and if anybody didn't know better they be thinking that maybe he's putting a claim to her to body her yeah. yeah to her virginity so apparently he ain't the only person in this world that does this <laughs> apparently like I want to say about three or four years ago there was a pastor and daughter I don't remember their names and probably is for the best Girl, I wish you did, because I'd be wanting you to call people out, okay? <laughs> but it was a pastor and his daughter. And when his daughter was, I want to say like 14, she pledged her virginity, saying that she wouldn't, she told her father, I will not have sex until I am married, and that her hymen will be intact on her wedding night. Now, <laughs> now, the girl went as far as finding a man, getting engaged, and before her wedding night, she got a certificate from her gynecologist. Wow. You are Saying, joking, right? No. Grown woman. And I've, I've never, and when I saw it, I was just like, why? Because I found it bizarre. And just being a woman and understanding a woman's body and knowing how women are and knowing how, you know, the female genitalia is. I, I couldn't believe that a licensed professional will actually do this, but well, if she, if they made her certificate, I'm to sure to her father, they're, on they're the accommodating. They're accommodating. If you ask your doctor to do something like that, I'm sure they would do that for you. But on the day of her wedding, to present a certificate to her father to let her know, I am still a virgin. I find that bizarre. I find it weird. I I'm sorry. It's weird. <laughs> it's weird. Okay. And I and I agree with like, you. Like, as my father... Listen, 
as my father, if I tell you I'm not out here hunching, just go based off of that. Right. You don't need to be there in any right. type of even if even if T.I. is not in the examination room with his daughter, regardless, if I'm telling you, Dad, I am not sexually active. I'm not having sex. I'm not engaging in right. any type of sexual right. contact. Ask. That's all you have to right. do is ask. It's simple. Yeah. And if I say no, that's it. If I say yes, then, we, you know, we can sit down. We can have that conversation. So there's some kind of mental issues going on there. Um, and even like it was brung up, going back to T.I., when he felt like he was Superman, when they got on TV and said his 14-year-older was getting it in. You know, right. it, it was his like, son. yeah, it was it was like, OK, that's cool. You know, he have rights to protect his daughter's virginity, but he want his little man to pop it, sling it. You know what I'm saying? I mean, come on, 14 versus 18. So that's yeah. like that um, double standard. That was actually, uh, was it was it Jada's mom that brought that up? Yeah. That was, you know, she asked, she was like, well, you have sons. Yeah. You want to protect your daughter from other people's sons. But what about protecting your son? He he used the um the culture of the household. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and how the culture of the household changes if, if your daughter is pregnant versus versus if your son gets someone pregnant. Yeah. And it's just like, OK, I can understand because you have to sit there and you have to watch your daughter endure all these changes. And maybe, you know, as a father, you don't want. To see your little girl, your quote unquote little girl. Um, no, he was reaching. That. Tony, I'm not even I gonna, mean, I'm not even gonna, I'm not saying that what you're saying is not important because I love you and I respect you. But, but if you feel like he was reaching because I did oh, too. Oh, he well, definitely just a was. Little, I mean, a I little, understand. I understand because it does, you know, kind of Bro, he was scratching that, against that chalkboard. <laughs> what you saying? But I can understand. What you say? <laughs> I can understand, like, you know, it does, it is a little bit different. Because you still have, you don't have to interact with your um, son's child's mother. That's true. But your daughter is still always going to be your daughter. True. So, you, you know, so you get, you know, I'll give them that. You actually see this girl, you see her body changing right. in front of you, you see her moves. By the same token, men go through stuff when they get somebody pregnant too. They're, um, I don't know that they change so much physically, but emotionally, emotionally and even psychologically, yeah. you know, it's this thing. Okay. I got a baby. I'm coming into manhood. So there's different dynamics. I'll give him that, but just keep from, cause I think we can move on to bigger and better things. I think it was really sick Weird. and maybe, you know, like he said, he wasn't as sensitive. So I respect him for that because he did acknowledge. And after talking with Jade and her mother uh, and he was saying, okay, I get it now. He was like, he understands he was just thinking, like he said, trying to protect his daughter. He didn't think of the aspect that he was embarrassing her when he said that. So he apologized mm. um, to her and all of that good stuff. So, I mean, he redeemed himself uh, for the public or whoever. And, um, you know, not to that me, he, he don't have nothing here. to prove to us. And I'm not, I don't really care about him like that. I care about the bigger picture. Which he is. Which is people. And this is what I want to talk about. I wanted to talk about this for a long time. And I think now is the time. Okay. But and I'll use I'll, I'll segue it with T.I. thinking that he has to protect his daughter's virginity. That's her vagina. And then if you go back to old days, it, it was usually the father or the brothers that had to protect their sisters or their daughter's virginity. But then, you know, because and you still see it today, brothers. I'll have friends and you're like, no, leave my sister alone or fathers are overprotective. And I get it. But let's keep it real. I know everybody out here. I'm about to get in trouble, but I got to say things that need to be talked about. You that protective, 
let me, before I go there, I just read an article on uh, YouTube. It was a man helped his 13-year-old daughter kill her boyfriend, and they got married. So I'm oh, talking about okay, a father. Okay, complex. Okay, so you see where I'm going. <laughs> and I, I just mentioned that. Um, you can be, I'm not saying this about T.I., so I don't want nobody no, to get no, it twisted. No, but no, what no, I'm but saying, this, this ha- I'm talking about incest, what's happening in families. I know it happened in black families. It happens in white <gasps> families. It happens. In, it doesn't happen in my family. And this ain't about me. I'm just bringing it to the light. And guys, if I seem real radical and like rough and like I'm just harsh, that is not the case. Okay. But I'm just saying that's problematic to me. And so when I hear that a father is overprotective of his daughter's body or even the bro- it's like she's property, you know, and I yeah. know and I know that's how usually it is with shotgun weddings or the traditional. You got to keep your virginity until you get married. But then brothers is getting it. Brothers is humping sisters. Cousins is getting it in. Uncles is getting it in. Now I know I'm talking to somebody. This ain't just in my family because it's in my family. It's in my extended family. So that is problematic. Yeah. And it's a whole lot of problems that it caused. And I wanted to address it because I don't think it's just in my family. I think it's in a lot of families. What y'all think? Y'all think it's in a lot of families? Tell me what y'all think. Do, do y'all think y'all think incest still happens? Please tell me. What what you think, Tony? I, I listen, think or no. Give me your I don't know. <laughs> give me give me some of what you know. You don't well, have to be specific, but I'm just saying cuz well, cuz people need to talk about this thing. And I'll say this cuz I can go to a women's conference and I can get motivated. Right. I can go to an athletic event and I can get excited from watching the Yankees play or or whatever team I can go to church and I can get preached to and talked mm-hmm. about smoking cigarettes and drinking, but how come they don't never talk to me about if you got incense in your family, you should stop it. Mm-hmm. And if you know that your little brother done did it with his little sister, you should get him some help. Mm-hmm. How come they not talking about that? Because they do know that it happens. Well, they definitely do. Absolutely. But that kind of speaks of, um, remember how we were talking about sweeping things under the rug? That was an episode from a while. Okay, ago. but you know what? We've talked about sweeping, but right now this episode by T.I. Thank you, Mr. T.I. Expeditiously by him pulling it out, protecting his uh, daughter's vagina or so he thought uh. or so he thought <laughs> by, by via her hymen, her virginity or whatever. Okay. Since he, you know, let's pull it from out under the rug. Okay. Because we were very vague and we trying were. to be politically correct. Oh, you done with that today? The political correctness. I, I gotta be. Okay. I gotta be. I just had to know. I gotta be. You know, <laughs> you know, my biggest fear is not of dying, but of leaving this world and not doing what I'm believed I'm called to do. Okay. And if, you know, sometimes I run my mouth a little bit too much. I get convicted when I do that. I forgive myself and move on. But this is a problem. People with sleeping with people, it's personal. I've got too many cousins that have slept with me, stepbrothers, you know, uh, stepfathers that have been appropriate. My cousins are aware of it. Their aunts were aware of it. My cousins are aware of it. They know uncles ungodded it with them. And, but you know, they're still in church. Hallelujah. Yes. You know, and stepping to me, telling me I'm confrontational. That's just me. But it just bothers me because like we say, sexual assault and the long lasting effects that it has, it's still happening. So yeah, it needs to be up under the rug. And I do want to talk about it. Okay. Let me go get the dustbin. What you finna pick up? The Girl, we got a vacuum cleaner. What's wrong with you? <laughs> we gotta get up under that rug. <laughs> no, I'm just, I mean, that's, and I'm going in, but that's really, really huge. No, well, I, 
And if you, you know, you can go back to Bible days if you read in the Bible and people did it. Like the brother married the wife. Jesus. Like the brother married the wife. Ain't that the reason why they got a commandment against that? I'm just saying. Okay, but, (laughs) and and I'm not, not to put it on the church. I'm not trying to attack the church, but I'm just saying, I would love to hear some ministers uh, or some preachers talk about that because I know a couple of houses right here. Well, I know that it's going in, but I've had preachers talk about this. And so you want to talk about people smoking cigarettes and people with addictions. And we all know, supposedly, you know, as you get the word, it comes alive in you. That spirit makes you want to change. It's a supernatural thing and all of that good stuff. But those aren't the only problems. Let's talk about these deep problems that are perpetuating generational curses, because that's really where I want to get to. That's what it is. Yeah. That's what incestual relationships are. Yeah, generation. But they're but they're being passed down. Right. Because once it happens and no one says anything, it keeps going. It becomes as if it's acceptable. Absolutely. And then it just, of course, continuously perpetuates throughout the livelihood and throughout the legacy of the family. Absolutely. And um (laughs) What? Why are you laughing? It's really it's, not funny. It's, it's not funny, but that's my coping mechanism. <laughs> no, but it's I mean, laughter. But you know, because I think about there's a young lady out. There's lots of young ladies out there. Oh, yeah. There's lots of young men's. These are young. Okay. You know, maybe my generation, I'm verbal about mine. I will call it. And sometimes, like, I was at a funeral, like my cousin's funeral. Very difficult because I was around some of these same cousins who know they don't hunch me. Okay. And when I told on them, I became the whore of the family and my family created this false narrative that's being perpetuated right now. But how come no one ever told the story of maybe how my cousin, wherever, uh-huh. what her brother <laughs> did to me uh-huh. or what my uncle did to her, you know, and it was really hard. And then as I saw some of these family members, some of them had the nerve to get up and do their three minutes of reflection. There's so much family members, they couldn't even pronounce the name of some of our family members. So, you know, we ain't even going to go there, but, you know, and then you had other people sitting up talking, you know, making their comments like they're so together and so well versed. And I'm not saying you got to look raggedy and be down, but I'm like, how do you present yourself like you're totally whole? People say you fake it till you make it. Maybe it's just me. How do you present yourself? How do you present yourself in front of a crowded room of people? How can you do that and not be convicted knowing that you don't slept with your cousin? You never acknowledge it. You never said sorry or nothing. That's because they're not sorry. And that's the part that sickens me is the fact that you're not sorry. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, yeah, it happened. And I'm. And but, you know, like like I said, maybe I've outlived it. I know you've been sexually abused. You've outlived it. So we have the resilient We can keep going, but I'm just looking at the state of this world today, you know, with the Internet really hypes everything exponentially. So you have little broken vessels, people that have been violated like this from their own family members. And the ramifications are inherent within their psyche. Wherever they go, they're carrying this with them. Mm -hmm. You know, not only is it debilitating for them, it'll catch them somehow but it just keeps going. And I'm just saying, at what point, like, there's a lot of things that are passed down from generation to generation, like families hating on each other. You know, I'll just take it there. This is another. And if it seems like I'm all over the place, I'm not. This no, has I been this has been a burning passion that I've had. And I've tried to approach it a different way. I've talked to clergy. I've talked to family members. I've tried to have meetings. 
reconciliation. I'm about that, but I'm about truth. It was deflected. People, people try to say, oh, your perception. Don't come at me with perception. That's my field. As a human resource developer, yo, you barking up the wrong tree. And just in the environments I've been embedded in, you know, from being locked up to, be, you know, just different things. I've usually been the recipient or providing services to people from blighted hoods mm. who've had those kind of issues. But when I've tried to bring it to the surface, no one wants to talk about it. They want to say, oh, Jeannie, you're so confrontational. They love that word, confrontational. Why? I'm only confrontational if you stepping in my face with some bullshit. Mm. You know, excuse my language. And I got this on. And I don't even know that Jesus died on the cross. We ain't going to go there. I just got it on because it matches my outfit, okay? And if you don't, you know, I'm just saying. But that's what I hear. People don't want to talk about that. I've talked to leadership because um, I'm going to just put it out there. Ain't no hate. Like, there's this false narrative going out around lots of people. I don't care what people say about me or you or whatever. People always got something to say. But I think it's pretty sad that you're repeating what you heard. As opposed to coming to the person. As opposed to what is. What is come to me and tell me what is because I can call off your brothers. I can call their names and where I lived in my project where my mother would allow them to come in because they couldn't get a ride home and knock on her door late at night. And she let them in and they're trying to penetrate her daughter. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. Let's confront that. And not and, and I say me. Because I know there's a lot of other people like that, Tony, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but they're they're passing it down. So it keeps perpetuating. It keeps ha- and even so bad. I'm just pulling up the sheets. OK, I'm going to keep it real. If my junk catch me, I can own mine. I have a family member who's not only my cousin, but she's related to me because one of my family members. Had a baby by another one of my family members, husband. Keep that. And the girl looks just like him, looks just like him. But this is one of these things that's been hushed, hushed. I, I, you lost me in the middle of that. OK, let me try to just, <laughs> just say, for example, I don't want I got a big family so I can say cousin. It could be anybody. And they know who they are because y'all know how y'all little heifers used to do before you start getting in church, putting up your finger and putting your back behind ushering. You know, you was getting it in. You was laying up. With your little boyfriends. Some of them had womans and wives. Okay. You was doing your thing. But what I'm saying is I have a family member who's a cousin. Okay. She's a cousin. Right. A blood cousin. And her mother had a baby. Her mother had a baby with another family members of ours. Okay. Another woman family member. Uh, her husband. Oh. Yes. Okay. Nobody's talked about that. All of a sudden, this little girl don't know who her daddy is. All you got to do is look at her. (laughs) You look at her and you know who she belongs to. But the point I'm trying to make with that, when you got all this foul stuff, you know, men controlling hymens and stuff like that, like women are property. And then you have incest taking place. And then it's just so bad. You got like the respect. I don't know if people have have not been taught, but people are crossing boundaries because, like I said, my cousin's mother slept with another family member's husband. Yeah, and got a baby. But ain't no, you don't hear about this in the church. And my whole family is in church. You hear about other stuff because they always talking about something. Right. You know, and th- that church and other, and I, I'm, I'm using the church as an example because this is a place where we go get love and supposedly we get truth. And it's a hospital, right? A church is a hospital where people seek recovery uh-huh. and 
And I think it's personal to me. Like I said, I just buried a loved one and that was very devastating. And I was surrounded by a whole bunch of family. But you know how hard it is to look at them. I'm still cordial. Hi, how you doing? I gave them the little church hugs like they gave me. Mm. But it's like I got to stay in my lane. But it just hurts me because I'm looking at all these people putting on these facades. You know, they're getting up on the program. They got their titles. They, they got titles. I ain't going to call out. You know who you are. Instead of my name is such and such, you had to throw your title. Oh, it's like doctor so and so. Yeah, no, ain't no, ain't no doctors well, in my no, family, just, girl. You know, but, but yeah, yeah, I yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, and I'm like, where did this come from? Any other time, your name is so and so. Now you have this little platform at a funeral. Right. You want your title, and what was so bad? It wasn't even gender neutral or gender specific. Actually, it was the opposite. Like the title coincided with a male and this person was a female. So, oh. so that was really, so that was really foul, you know, and I'm not here to bring no shame. I'm just saying, you know, I just think being real and being genuine and being honest and really trying to recover. And if we're trying to do better, stop faking do and I believe we do all do the best we can do but be open stop being so full of yourself that you can't look at yourself uh-huh. and I know it's easier to look outside of the window than it is to look in the mirror it's hard to look at yourself it's easy to look at other people but if you're intentional so um you know that was just there but I guess the thing is like I say it's just problematic because we affect the next generation and uh whether it be trying to own somebody bodies to incest and then you know you got a lot of deformed kids around here right why do you think some of them deformed because the bloodline is just too thick i'm just saying <laughs> people don't believe in that mutations it may skip over this one and i know i'm going on and on i need to beat this thing because it's real it's generational curses it's passing down down and it's not fair because the way maybe my parents thought or my grandparents thought they didn't know as much as we do Per se, they didn't have access to right, all. Right, but they say when you know more, when, when you, you know, know better, more, when you know better, you do you better. do better. That's what it will. And and that's and you know that's really where I'm about, Tony. I come off like really harsh because like I rather you give it to me, right? Give it to me, and it might hurt me. I might get angry, but at least be honest. Yeah, yeah, because I want to do better, right. and I do have a blind side, and sometimes I am so full of myself. So I need somebody to check me the way I need to be checked. Right. And, you know, I will think about it. I'm not going to lie to you. Right. You know, and I'm not going to lie. About- you should never lie to to someone or to yourself, more yeah. importantly. So, um, I mean, you know, to me, that thing is just huge, though. And I know I, I harp it, but like these generational curses, it perpetuates. It perpetuates. And then that's where the hate within family comes. Like, I have this really big family and it's like, it's like. Two families specifically. I won't call out their name because y'all know who you are. Praise God be with you because I continue to pray for you. But they know who they are. It's two families against the rest of the families, like cliques. And I get it. People have personality differences. Some people like being around like-minded people. So I do understand that. Okay. But, you know, I know how my childhood started out. Okay. And, you know, it used to be family gatherings and this and that. I watched the dynamics, like Conquer and Divide. I watched it where this uncle would come over and do this and then go back and tell these sisters this. And I just used to watch it and I was a kid. And then all of a sudden these two sisters start hanging out and you know, these, um, and then this one was talking about this one. I know the incidences when I called out my one cousin that tried to penetrate me and my mother addressed it with 
his mother, which would have been my aunt. After that, I was called whores. She just lying, this and that. This is what, this is how my family turned on me, which as y'all can see, I'm a little loony, but I'm good because I'm going to still keep going. And that's why I speak my truth. They wouldn't let me get in the pulpit, right, at church. I don't got to have that one because I do my God's work here. But yeah, that's when I became a whore and all of this kind of stuff and all of this false narrative. And now what it's sad because like my children get along with some of their cousins, mm. but that narrative have been passed down because I have some little cousins that I meet that don't even really know me. But they know. But they but they think they know me. Right. And I'm like, point, um, example in point. My son came to me about two months ago. We were just talking. And he said, um, one of him and one of his cousins was talking and his cousin said, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know what it, what do you say? Yeah, I don't know what it is to have hard times or something. Y'all was born with a silver spoon in your mouth. That's what one of my little cousins came and said to my son blew my mind. You know, because like I know our story. We right. know our story. A silver spoon. There's been a lot of times we didn't have no damn spoon. You know what I'm saying? Right. So and I'm like, hmm, where could they get that from? Because my kids were raised in Florida and this cousin is here in New York. New York. So that's just an example of, you know, maybe parents were sitting down having coffee or tea or maybe they were having Holy Communion and we're sitting up talking and sitting up talking about family members. And yeah, I'm going on and on. I'm like dictating this conversation, aren't I? Yeah, okay, let me shut up. But stop it. I'll leave it alone so Tony could talk, but stop it. And y'all leaders in the I'm community. I'm about to say, where, where, do I, where do I start? You can, but y'all <laughs> le leaders, stop it and call it out and stop telling people what they want to hear and stop harping on people for their habits because everybody has habits. None of us are perfect, but stop bashing us and try to understand. And if you want to be fair, Start talking to your congregation about sweeping stuff under the rug and start dealing with that insight, that incest that may be in your family or in your house and stop not being wanting to confront, confront people. Confrontation is not bad. Right. It is not bad because really, and I'll say, say to I'll, I'll say to leaders and, and God don't strike me down, but you're held to a higher standard. You know, if you're supposed to be the shepherd of the flock, and, and you know that it's stuff. I'm not saying you do it the way you do it. I'm not saying you get in the pulpit and, and call people out, even though y'all have called me out. When I done been in the building, I know you was talking about me based on the things you said. But I guess that's selective. But I'm saying if you're in leadership and you know stuff like this is going on or somebody has presented it to you that this is what happened with my family. Right. That's why we're divided because this one had sex with me and stuff. Don't act like you didn't hear. If you're going to pastor them, pastor them. Don't promote them and give them a party. Right. When you know this is going on because it's affecting our babies, the next generation and the hate is being passed because you got division in families. Some of it, it's due to situations like this. And then there's a false narrative being created about this person, this person. So the kids hear the parents sitting up talking about other family members or this one. hating. no, she thinks she better and don't nobody want her black self. And why she say that, you know, your kids are hearing you say this. Right. So. You know, they're picking up the vibe and they're like, what's going on? You just keep it going. So I'm just saying as people, I believe together is how we win in this game called life. You know, mm -hmm. togetherness and, and the only way to come together, you got to have communication, but you got to be honest and just just stop all the hate. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that was a lot. 
That was <gasps> a lot. I'm full. Was that a sermon? <laughs> Y'all ain't even got to pay me I for them. Full. I ain't passing around no collection plate. But that's like, I have ate plenty off whatever you put on my plate. I'm sorry because <laughs> I, I went I want I went on a rant and maybe, no no no. But that's that's the purpose of our podcast is to promote healing. And this is yeah. your process, and this is what we do. Which and I'm fine because like I say, I do therapy. I'm honest enough to call it. Right. And I'll say it, you know, and I can't control how other people behave. But sometimes people want to know. We all go through bad times. But when you want to know why things ain't working out sometimes. That's right. You need to check inside and see if there's something, you know, in the 12 steps, they tell you to make amends where you can when it doesn't cause more harm. You know, but when you are avoiding somebody or you can't look somebody in the face because, you know, you done did something. It's and simple so, just to say, yeah, I'm sorry. It is. It is so simple. It is. And I mean, to me, it's simple. Because especially if I know I did you wrong, that thing is already eating me up inside. I'll probably drink myself to sleep every night. Because yeah. I can't sit there and not think about, well, how did I affect this person's life? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just me. Right. Granted, not everybody's built like me. True. But um, what I would say is, it is so simple. If you've done somebody wrong, to just be like, I know I did you wrong. Right. I'm sorry. Right. I'm sorry I hurt you. I'm sorry I've caused you so much pain. But just as much as you were hurting, I was hurting with you. I was hurting myself as well as me hurting you. And it's so simple to say that. For you, because you're educated. But then, you know, a part of me, a part of me has to have the, like, compassion to say, even the, like, a part of me has to have the compassion to say, do I think cousins proactively engage in sex with their relatives because they do? Okay, well, some do don't care. Trust me, that's true. Some that's just, true. Some, I think, what it comes down to is that whether or not the feeling is mutual. So, if it just so happens that we vibe out and we are related, right. that is, you know, I'm sure that would kill anybody. That's a long, long, probably long, long thought process that probably goes through these people's minds. Right. Where it's like, can I do this? Should I do this? Am I doing this? Like, you know what I'm saying? And whether or not those people decide that they want to pursue a romantic relationship with one another, that's something completely different. I ain't gonna say it. I'm gonna leave. But that's I'm, like, but that's uh, what I mean. There's one thing for it to be consensual. <laughs> it is another thing, you know, I'm gonna leave. to be molesting and uh, sexually assaulting people. <laughs> that's, that's two different things. You're right. Like you say, if they know. And I was going to go somewhere. But now if I don't say nothing, Uh-oh. I'm contributing because I know a little couple right now that Uh-oh. just found out they're related. <laughs> they just found out they are related. They just found out they're related. And, you know, they may have been. And, you know, like, you know, I want you think I'm all in people's business. I love my family. I don't go around looking for stuff. OK, usually I'm in my house. I'm on the road. I'm doing what I'm doing. Usually I have people call me like even my little family, my like my little cousins. They love me. That's the true. kids love me. They see me. They be like, what's up, Gina? <laughs> Gina Hug me, kids. kiss me, whatever. <laughs> they they stop by. Can I come over? Yeah, baby, you can come over. They come over, hang out. And it's like I don't go seeking and asking and stuff just drops right in my lap. But then I'm carrying this. It ain't my burden. But, you know, like we're talking about um, everybody has a right 
to take control of their own body. You know, mm-hmm. with the conversation stemmed right. with T.I. T.I.'s daughter, 18, her body belongs to her. At some point, there becomes boundaries. Dad, you don't own my body. So a woman does own her body. Her father doesn't own it. Her brother doesn't own it. Right. You know, so. Or cousins. It, yeah. So, yeah. So it trickles down. If, you know, people need to become aware that this is their body. No man owns it. They have control of it educate people about their body and what happens and how your reproductive you know you can teach them about life and stuff like that you can't control but when that doesn't happen now we're getting to the point where you got relatives that's sleeping together so i'm like dog do i not say nothing so it's like i'm damned if i do and i'm damned if i don't but i'd rather for you to be mad at me than what i believe in my god to be mad at me and I'm not saying it's my job to tell it from the rooftop. I'm talking about, I'm talking to the bigger population or whoever. I'm not talking about to who's ever involved in this situation. But it's just really, really sad because how are we talking about healing and bringing, you know, unifying people? But we study doing things that's driving us apart, that's creating more dysfunction and more sickness, you know, and mental issues. Because if I'm crazy, we in the same family. We all got some craziness and we mingling. <laughs> That's like double, double crazy, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, no, what I wanted to say too, I and having a little bit of compassion, I think some people who engage in the incest, I don't want to believe that everybody says, well, that's my cousin and, you know, I seen my daddy do it. And so that's my sister. Her body belongs to me when I need I don't believe everybody says that right. but I do believe when something has gone on for so long it becomes normal mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. it becomes normal it's become culturalized yeah and and that's um and we don't really need to do that and um this is like so much bigger but for a podcast we're packing in a lot but um I just like to say some of the problems we see a lot of sexual assault that's a huge one. It's other issues as well. But that's why people, so many people that are on drugs, that are using drugs and alcohol, they're escaping from pain, a lot of it from childhood. And I don't know the statistics and the numbers, but I feel real confident to just say too many families has somebody who's been sexually violated by another family member, even little kids. You know, parents are aware of this stuff and they ain't saying nothing. Or parents being with men who know don't came after their kid and they still with them for whatever. I mean, we just need to tighten this shit up. And I say we, I'll include myself because even though that may not be my case, but I'm trying to let everybody know I'm in this game of life. I'm in the struggle with you. You know, we in the struggle together. Mm -hmm. So, but when I say we got to do better, I'm talking about as a whole, we got to do better. You heard? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. So are you tired yet? <laughs> I know I've been, but that's really been bothering me. Like I said, no, I w- it's fine. I'm all ears. <laughs> you well, it, and it's a lot. It's a lot. A, it's process. a lot. I'm gonna write. I'm gonna write a little mini book about that. I was gonna say, have you ever thought about writing a memoir? I don't want to do a memoir because why? Because I just don't need to do that. I mean, I guess it comes out in my writings and I journal and stuff like that, but. You know, as I'm inspired to say things, I say things. I just needed to say that we're going into 2020. If we live, if we live to see everybody talking about New Year's resolution, don't make no No. New Year resolution. Make a new you resolution. You know, forget New Year's. Yeah. You ain't got to wait to 2020 to make changes. That's right. The ones that y'all that's holding them lies and keeping them secrets. Don't wait to New Year's Eve. You have you don't need my permission. 
because I know you're watching it. I know you watch. <laughs> like, and shout out to my family because they watch. They don't comment, but I know they watch. They oh watch. Gosh. They watch because somebody slid in my inbox and left me a message and then blocked me. How coward is that? But we ain't even gonna. We ain't even gonna go there because that was a punk move. But and I don't care. But I mention it to say, yeah, I call things out because you can get out in front of people and put on these airs like you all of this and get up and speak with such eloquent words and have just fine clothing and hold the proper posture and everything. And deep down, you just full of shit, you know, and excuse my language, but that's just the way it is. Yeah. That's something I got to work on it, whether it's the army, me, whatever. But sometimes I get why rappers curse because you can communicate. I I think it is. (laughs) And and these words came from someplace and people like, Oh, stop cursing. Come on, cut it out. I done heard people curse in church. Curse everywhere. I'm okay, saying, I'm probably one of them. But I'm just saying, being, being politically correct, they go by the letter of the law. I'm about the spirit of the law. Mm-hmm. So, but I get why rappers curse because sometimes when you're trying to express your meaning and you're using words that Webster put in the book or whoever put them in there, it just doesn't exert the energy that you're feeling. Right. So for me, my frustration, it gets heightened. When I say shit and I say real, I'm like, I'm tired of this shit. You know, when I say it like that, it really does. You know, it it just does it for me. It releases and not negative energy. I want to think I'm releasing truth into the atmosphere. Mm. And my prayer is that somehow whoever needs it can open up and just receive. I'm not being critical. If I seem hard, I'm being factual. You know, I can say, um, like, I want the next generation and my family to be better. Like my grandkids. I don't want my grandkids to have to deal with sexual assault of her, you know, their brother or their sister or their cousin sleeping with each other. So we talk about that in my family. You know, we deal with our stuff and we got some stuff, but we deal with it because we say these generational curses in our house, it stops here. It stops right here. So we do what we need to have to do. And I can't, you can't push that on other people. But when I look at um, a lot of families and I, I watch on, Social media, people say how families hate on each other because they think this one think they better and all of this stuff. It started from somewhere and it trickles down, it trickles down, and you know, and it's a process, but we have to become aware. We learn things, we educate ourselves, and we be as honest as we can be with ourselves. And for the ones who can't be real honest with themselves, I tell you the truth about you, especially the ones that don't I know you done did stuff. You heard? <laughs> such a mess but anyway i think we've probably beat that all of this started with ti trying to control his daughter's time and um shame on you ti you see what you did oh lord i know what you did last summer but anyway we got some time left what i did last summer we ain't got no more time but girl i wanted to ask you about omarion and little fizz what you think about that because i think that's important to talk about i think we talk about that another day another day another day all right, y'all. Mm-hmm. Well, I appreciate y'all sticking with us on this podcast. And I know I said a lot of things and I needed to. That was my truth. And a lot of it was the truth. So it wasn't because I know people, oh, that was your perception. No, hon, these are facts. These are facts. These are facts. The part about incest in my family and people don't let me sum it up. Just the the recap. We talked about T.I. crossing boundaries with his daughter. And so I would say to fathers, too, 
you know, your daughters, we understand you want to be protective, but when it comes to their sexuality and their personal person, you know, respect their privacy. Respect, there are boundaries for a reason. Yeah, there's ba- respect their womanhood. And so I hope so many men learn from that. And we touched upon that. I just took it a little further. Just talk about like when 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 men seem misogynistic or like they own women's bodies, that's when things happen. Incest happens, you know, and it just creates problems and it goes on and on. So that's like a recap of what I'm saying. And then I took it to where you have generational curses because it's passed down from generation to generation. And these things are real. And I think all families have them. I think everybody has some in there. And, uh, you know, we have we, we have a long way to go. We have a long way to go to recover. But I don't think we should have to wait until New Year's to make a New Year's resolution. Mm-hmm. You know, and, you know, make I just. Any sort of resolution. Yeah. Let's change for the better, man. We're great people. I just want to see us be great. I really do. Let me be great. Just let me be great. So I don't have nothing else to say because like, I've been kicking it. I've been talking a lot. But I'm so happy because I'm not sick anymore. Well, I got a little bit of congestion. Congestion is all right. A little bit is all right. A little bit, yeah. And um that's just a change of weather. Maybe. I'm going out tonight to eat dinner, I think. Liddy. <laughs> yeah. And um, you know, it's been nice. And I missed you and I and I, you know, like this was good for me. It was therapeutic for me, but it helped me to get it out. Cause this is something I've been holding for a while. Cause I see it manifesting itself with different mm. people I'm around. And I'm like, Yo, that little ugly monster is sticking his head out again. So anyway, it's been a pleasure talking with you. <laughs> you don't have nothing else to say? No. <laughs> what I'm what I am gonna say is make sure you like comic and comic. 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 This is how you know I'm tired. I can't even speak anymore. Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe <laughs> to our YouTube channel. Um, as well as as well as um, turn on the notification bell. That's also, all you want to say? Um, we can't be doing all these ums, you know. I'm tired. 